You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Tuesday, April 18th. I am Portia Cook, your news director, and I, along with Assistant News Director Lee Zempel, are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, after almost a decade of service to the Fort Collins community, one longtime city employee is announcing their retirement. Find out who in local news with me. And an annual energetic campus celebration has been on hiatus for a couple of years, but on Wednesday, the highly anticipated event is making a comeback to the plaza. Find out what event in campus news with Lee Zempel. And later on, the man who shot a black teenager in front of his home in Missouri was charged on Monday with first-degree assault. Learn more about 16-year-old Ralph Yarrell's story in National News with Lee Zempel. And with that, let's move right into Campus News with Zempel. I'm Lee Zempel reporting your Campus News. An annual energetic campus celebration has been on hiatus for a couple years, but on Wednesday, the highly anticipated event makes its comeback to the plaza. Lori Student Center's 61st birthday party is set to happen on Wednesday, April 19th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the plaza. Since April began, there have been events featuring entertainment and food every Wednesday afternoon as part of the multi-event celebration Plaza Days. This week's celebration that marks the LSC's birthday is just one part of Plaza Days, which aims to bring the CSU community together and showcase different student organizations. This week, the celebration will feature multiple musical performances with the CSU Rampage Pep Band and acapella group Basic A. There will also be KCSU DJs there, a visit from Cam the Ram himself, and food from LSC Catering. LSC Governing Board Chair Macy Lynch said that the event is going to be super fun and that organizers are excited to bring this event back to the community after being on hiatus for a couple years. The Lori Student Center acts as a central hub for many students and members of the CSU community. Lynch, who grew up in Fort Collins, holds a deep affection for the LSC and has good memories tied to the building and its community. She said, quote, students make lifelong friendships here and share experiences they can't get anywhere else on campus. According to Lynch, there are over 500 student organizations as part of the LSC and that the building offers something for everyone. You can find more information about what to expect on Wednesday on CSU Source. CSU has recently launched a center to help policymakers solve and avoid problems related to human and animal interactions. The newly formed Animal-Human Policy Center will be based in the Warner College of Natural Resources. Its goal will be to bring together different communities from farmers and ranchers to scientists to wildlife activists to have conversations about what can be done to achieve positive outcomes through policies for people and animals. Rebecca Nemec is an assistant CSU professor in the Department of Human Dimensions of Natural Resources, and she will take on the role of inaugural director for the center in May. Nemix said that people care a lot about animals, but that everyone has their own unique connection and their experiences are different. Through this new center, she said, quote, we have an opportunity to build on that passion to develop solutions that work for everyone. Information for this story comes from CSU Source. I'm Lee Zimpel, and those were your campus news updates. Up next is local news with Portia Cook. I am Portia Cook reporting your local news. Fort Collins police are investigating a serious hit-and-run collision that took place on April 16th right here in Fort Collins. According to a City of Fort Collins press release, on April 16th at approximately 4.43 p.m., Fort Collins police were notified of a hit-and-run vehicle versus motorcycle collision near South College Avenue and Columbia Road intersection. 
Approximately two minutes later, Fort Collins police were again notified of a second hit-and-run vehicle versus motorcycle accident just north of Drake Road and South College Avenue. During this accident, the bumper and license plate of the truck were ripped off the vehicle and found at the scene. Upon responding to the registered owner's address of the truck, a black 2000 Dodge Dakota truck with damage consistent with the collision was found. Officers were able to locate and interview the vehicle's driver, who fully cooperated with investigators. The investigation to this point has revealed that the Dodge Dakota was traveling southbound on College Avenue when it collided with a 2022 black Harley-Davidson road glide motorcycle near Columbia Road. That motorcycle was carrying two people on it, an adult male and an adult female. Both of them were transported to an area hospital with complaints of injuries. The Dakota then continued southbound when it then struck a 2012 black Harley-Davidson Sportster 48 motorcycle just north of Drake Road. That adult male rider was also transported to an area hospital with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. Due to the severity of the second rider's injuries and this being investigated as a hit-and-run collision, the Fort Collins Police Crash Team did respond to investigate the collision. Officers are also working to determine if this driver suffered from a medical event that may have played a role in the collision. Anyone with information regarding this collision who has not already spoken to police is asked to call Officer David Case at 970-416-2229. In other local news, Larimer County clerk and recorder Angela Myers is retiring. After almost a decade of service to the Larimer County community, clerk and recorder Angela Myers has announced her retirement effective May 31st, 2023. In accordance with Colorado state law, the Larimer County Board of County Commissioners is charged with filling the office of clerk and recorder vacancy. The appointment will fill the vacancy until the 2024 general election, when the remaining two years of the term vacancy will be filed by election. On Tuesday, April 18th, the Board of County Commissioners will consider the appointment of longtime clerk and recorder employee Tina Harris during their weekly administrative matters meeting. Harris is the current chief deputy and recording manager for the office and, if appointed, will take over the role on June 1st, 2023. Harris has been with the clerk's office for 23 years and has extensive knowledge of all aspects of the office. Harris started as a vehicle licensing technician and worked her way up, demonstrating her commitment to the office's nonpartisan operations and a clear understanding of the work required to run fair and secure elections, according to Larimer County. Larimer County said during her tenure, Myers has been instrumental in modernizing and streamlining clerk and recorder operations, ensuring that all community members received efficient and effective services while being praised for her commitment to fair, secure elections and innovative leadership. Larimer County went on to say that the Larimer County community can look forward to a seamless transition and continued outstanding service from all departments within the clerk and recorder's office. And that is all for your local news. Up next, your promise to the planet starts here. Find out how in events news with me after the break. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Hi, I'm Destiny Thurman. Did you know KCSU covers more than just music? Tune into the KCSU Sports Block from 7 to 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday. On Thursdays, our KCSU sports staff host our longest-running sports show, Ramblers. Ramblers digs into all the sports drama, hot takes, and predictions with an emphasis on CSU sports. 
Hear what all the <clears throat> trash talk is about Monday to Thursday on KCSU. KCSU always has and always will bring you sports. I am back with your events news. Earth is what we all have in common, and to celebrate the place we all call home is the 13th annual Earth Day Fort Collins. This year's Earth Day celebration will take place on Saturday, April 22nd at Civic Center Park from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Earth Day Fort Collins inspires community members to honor the Earth every day and features a combination of activities and events for the entire family, including informational booths and displays, kid activities, arts and crafts, live music, speakers, food trucks, a farmer's market, a beer garden, and more. According to the Sustainable Living Association, Earth Day 2023 will be a historic moment when citizens of the world rise up in a united call for the creativity, innovation, ambition, and bravery that we all need to meet our climate crisis and seize the enormous opportunities of a zero-carbon future. I took to Colorado State University's LSE Plaza to find out how people will be celebrating this year's Earth Day and how they will give back to the place that we all call home. Here's what they had to say. Okay, I am out here in the LSE Plaza with... Albumen Johnson. All right, Mr. Johnson. So Earth Day is coming up. How can we collectively as a community celebrate Earth Day, not only on Saturday, but every single day? I think celebrating Earth Day is just about doing your individual part, you know? It might be a little tedious to wash all your recyclables before you recycle them, but it's small efforts like that that make the big effort overall happen within our community. I love it. What will you specifically be doing to celebrate Earth Day on Saturday and maybe every day of your life going forward? Um, I'll try and go outside, enjoy this beautiful Earth we have, and I'll try and uh, maybe cut back on something like try to use less electricity that day, use less water that day, throw away less things that day. I like it. It can be tough, but it can be done. I'm also out here in the LSE Plaza with <laughs> Dylan Rizzo. Dylan, give me some advice for those looking to maybe celebrate Earth Day or do their part to give back to the place that we all call home. What can they do? Um, I feel like just taking it all in and being grateful for the fact that, uh, you know, we're able to live in a place like Colorado with a lot of rules that enforce, you know, clean air, taking care of the environment. And I feel like that's something that people could easily forget. So it could be something as little as, you know, instead of throwing trash on the floor, just throw it away in the trash can, take a, take a quicker shower, just turn the water off, just be smarter about the things you're using. You know what? I can tell you care about our earth. <laughs> I like it. Thank you both very much. Yeah, Let's keep it moving and see what some other people have to say. I'm here with Ava Littleton, Avery Santorno, Ella Sanderson, 
So Earth Day 2023 is taking place this weekend on Saturday. Earth Day is a day to support and advocate for our environment. What are some ways that you think you can celebrate the holiday, not only this Saturday, but in general every single day? Ooh, biking more instead of using cars. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, taking like shorter showers and stuff like that. Shorter showers, I like it. Um, along with the bike thing, you could like ride the bus more often than taking your own car. Great advice. I love it. Thank you all very much. Earth Day 2023 will kick off at 10 o'clock a.m. with Yoga on the Lawn presented by Old Town Yoga, followed by a the Iron Family Land Acknowledgement and Drumming Presentation and Performance. The Iron Family Singers and Dancers are a third-generation group of performers from the Pawnee, Crow, Lakota, Southern Cheyenne, Kiowa, Meskwati, Navajo, Southern Ute, and Ute Mountain Ute Tribes and Nations. From there, you can expect an array of activities and presentations like a youth writing contest, performances by the organic funk folk band Tyler T-Band, a presentation by Mindy Hill from CSU Center for Environmental Justice, and so much more. The full event of calendars for Earth Day 2023 and how you can get involved in the event can be found at sustainablelivingassociation.org. If you are looking for more things to do, you can find the most up-to-date music events and entertainment in and around the Fort Collins area on the events calendar at kcsufm.com. And that is all for your events news. Up next, the man who shot a black teenager in front of his home in Missouri was charged on Monday with first-degree assault. Learn more about 16-year-old Ralph Yarl's story in National News with Lee Zempel. Five hundred people tune into KCSU every week. Do you want them to hear you? Integrating into the Northern Colorado music scene can be difficult, and KCSU is here to make your life easier. Whether you're a nationally touring or local band, KCSU invites you to submit your music to KCSU's digital submission form. Find the form at kcsufm.com. In national news, the man who shot a black teenager in front of his home in Kansas City, Missouri, was charged on Monday with first-degree assault. Ralph Yarl is the 16-year-old high schooler who mistakenly went to the man's home to pick up his younger brothers around 10 p.m. Thursday. Andrew Lester is the 84-year-old white man who shot him twice, once in the forehead and another in the forearm. In a statement from the family's civil rights lawyers Ben Crump and Lee Merritt, they said that no words were said before Lester shot him and that as Jarl got up to run, he heard Lester yell, quote, don't come around here. Jarl survived the shooting and is now recovering at home with his family since being released from the hospital on Sunday. 
During a news conference, prosecuting attorney Zachary Thompson said that the charging documents don't say anything about racial motivation, but to him, there was a racial component when Lester shot Ural. The shooting sparked protests in Kansas City and nationwide outrage, with demands for justice coming from community members to political leaders, including President Joe Biden. Reverend Vernon Howard, who was the president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference of Greater Kansas City, called the shooting a, quote, heinous and hate-filled crime. Yarl's family started a GoFundMe fundraiser page to help with medical expenses, and his story spread quickly through social media. The fundraiser wrote that Yarl didn't have his phone on him that night and that he just went to the wrong block. The GoFundMe has earned over $2 million in donations by Monday night. In Kansas City, a community of supporters for Yarl and his family plan to hold a rally Tuesday night. The assault charges Lester now face carry a penalty of up to life in prison. He was also charged with armed criminal action. He was not charged with a hate crime, though, because according to attorney Thompson, Missouri's hate crime felony isn't as severe as first-degree assault and has a lighter penalty. Missouri is one of about 30 states with stand-your-ground laws, which allows the use of deadly force in self-defense. But the prosecutor determined that, in this case, the shooting was not out of self-defense. In the probable cause statement, Lester told police that he lives alone and had just gone to bed when he heard his doorbell. He said that he grabbed his gun before going up to the door and he thought someone was breaking in after he saw the teen outside. A statement from North Kansas School District described Jarl as an excellent student and talented musician. And his family said that even though the 16-year-old is doing well physically, he has a lot to overcome emotionally. Contributions to this story come from the Associated Press and NPR. My name is Lee Zimpel, and that's it for National News. Hey, this is Charlie Mars, and you're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Portia Cook reporting your KCSU weather forecast for Tuesday, April 18th. Today was a partly cloudy day with some moderate winds and a high of 73 degrees. Tonight, you can expect mainly clear skies with the possibility of some snow flurries or showers and a high of 40 degrees. It looks like that snow is not quite done with Colorado just yet. Wednesday isn't looking too pretty for us in Fort Collins with a high of 58 degrees. But Wednesday, you can expect partly cloudy skies in the morning, giving way to a 50% chance of rain in the afternoon noon. Wednesday may continue with those rain showers, a few clouds and a high of 29 degrees. But hey, you know what they say, April showers bring May flowers, so we can't be too mad about it. As for Thursday, you can expect some sun in the morning with increasing clouds in the afternoon and a high of 49 degrees. As for the rest of this week's weather, you can tune into the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review only on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins. I am Portia Cook with your KCSU weather report. Information comes from the Weather Channel. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. I would also like to thank Assistant News Director Lee Zempel, our news producer Adam Carlson, as well as the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener, so thank you. 
If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on KCSUFM.com under the news or podcast section, or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we will see you next time.